You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout-out, as always, to anybody listening live on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio, watching live on the Fantasy Sports Network live YouTube stream. We got a big show for you on a Monday as we think through what took place in week number nine. A very interesting week if you ask Speeds the Spitting Statistician. I will tell you what I got right in week nine, what I got wrong in week nine, as I hold myself accountable. That's what you really like in any kind of friend or in any kind of relationship. Someone that's going to hold themselves and hold you accountable. So I'm going to tell you what took place in week nine before we open up the phone lines at 844-843-6879. We're also going to talk about a little bit of a preview for Monday Night Football as week nine concludes with the Packers and the Lions from Lambeau field in about an hour, hour and a half. And I got to tell you something. It was like fight week in the NFL, you know, between what happened with the Saints and the Bucks, And boy, am I going to get into the Bucks for in a hot second when we come back. I told you guys about fading the team that was on hard knocks. But then also with the Bengals and the Jaguars, A.J. Green and Jalen Ramsey, they get into it. There was also Carlos Hyde coming to the defense of his quarterback in San Francisco. A lot of ejections in week number nine and some people that are going to miss some time moving forward because of their actions. Also, we've got poll questions up as usual. You could hit me up on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds is the name. I want to ask you, who is your week nine diamond in the rough? I got some people already answering, but remember a diamond in the rough is somebody that was under 50% owned or options of Corey Clement, Matt Forte who's only 42% owned by the way and Robert Woods or was it someone else? And then who is your Fugazi? We're not talking about someone who got injured but you know ejections count was it AJ Green who got you all of six yards was it any of these Tampa Bay Buccaneers starters listen Mike Evans defecated the mattress listen Jameis Winston defecated the mattress listen Doug Martin defecated the mattress so it could have been any of them or was it going all the way back to Thursday night football where LaShawn McCoy only got you 25 yards all right so we're going to talk about all of those things we're going to preview Monday night football we're going to reset the stage for moving forward into week 10 because a lot of teams are really stamping themselves as contenders right now we'll also have all of my takeaways from week nine and they really center around some second year quarterbacks who are interestingly enough evolving in their offense in the right way not like some other young quarterbacks who we are going to get after it is all that and more later on we'll also put the fun and functional sports radio and don't forget we'll also be taking your questions whether it's by phone at 844-843-6879, whether it is on the YouTube stream live, or if it's at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter, you know what we do here. We drop stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back, you heard. 
Hey, I'm Frank Stample, and here is Greg Sussman of the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever. What can you tell me about the DKMS Big Game Challenge? All you need to do is answer four trivia questions correctly, and you are going to the big game in Minnesota on February 4th. How do I get involved? Keep listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network every day and find out when we're playing. The showtime changes to make sure you're always locked and loaded. I'm in. And you can be in, too. Just make sure you listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network every day up until the big game because we're trying to give away tickets for you in Minnesota. It's the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let the beat drop. Yeah. Yeah. I got so many problems, but my fantasy team is not one of them because I'm right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. Speeds the spitting statistician. We drop stats over beats on the fantasy freestyle. Looking back at the, uh, you know, most of week nine, I'm going to be previewing Monday Night Football a little bit later on. And also, it's interesting. There were not, you know, huge injuries. This week, and this was one of the first weeks in a long time where we're not here on a Monday talking about a catastrophic injury to a, uh, you know, a first round talent or an elite quarterback. You know, we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers going down. We're not talking about Dalvin Cook going down. We're not talking about David Johnson going down. We're not talking about, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, these kinds of guys. If you had your players available in week nine, they are probably still going to be available in week 10 with the suspension of some guys in Tampa Bay, which we will get to in a second. Oh, you know, Des Bryant also, he sprained his ankle, but the team says it's not serious. They're treating him as day to day. And it may be important because remember, although I don't have a law degree, it is possible that Zeke Elliott will not be playing for the Cowboys next week and it's interesting because listen Terrence Williams he tweaked his knee as well so they made the point on the broadcast Tony Romo is his return to Dallas they made the point on the broadcast that Zeke Dez and Terrence Williams could potentially all be missing time but they are saying that Dez that sprained ankle is not that serious DeMarco Murray left the game but came back. He was banged up, now add a knee injury to his list. Remember, they were talking about his shoulder. They were talking about his hamstring. Add a knee to the list of DeMarco Murray. This is a guy who kind of like plays through injury every year, and you're going to be considering that Tennessee Titans running back situation whack-a-mole for the rest of the season with Derrick Henry and DeMarco Murray. Julio Jones is also banged up. They're calling him a quote-unquote lower leg injury that he is also dealing with. He's been dealing with ankle knee, foot injuries for a few years now. Maybe he's also dealing with a bruised ego after dropping what was a guaranteed touchdown from Matty Ice in a game where the Falcons ultimately only lost by three points. But check an eye on Julio Jones for the rest of this week as he practices, or will it be Mohamed Sanu stepping in as the number one target for Atlanta? I mentioned it before, but Jameis Winston is going to miss the next they say about maybe two games with a shoulder injury. Remember, he was worried about his shoulder going into this game. It sounds like he re-aggravated it in the first half. And then Fitzpatrick came in for the Bucks. 
And it's interesting because this now sets up as a revenge game for Ryan Fitzpatrick as they take on the Jets next week. Mike Evans will be suspended for one game after his altercation with Malshawn Lattimore in that game against the Saints yesterday. He looked he likely might appeal this and may be eligible to play. We'll see how the process works itself out. Interestingly enough, in that other fight, AJ Green was not suspended, mostly because he was in fact ejected in that game with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Eddie Lacy went down with a groin injury. He did not return after getting injured in the first half after running for 20 yards on six carries. They're listing him as day-to-day. But remember, they play Thursday night football in Week 10, so that is a very short turnaround. You could see Thomas Rawls as the number one back for the Seattle Seahawks, definitely for Week 10. And then maybe he's got a chance to grab hold of that job. Nobody in Seattle seems to want it. Maybe Thomas Rawls can grab it starting on Thursday against the Arizona Cardinals. Also, listen, the Denver Broncos, the Houston Texans, both of those teams apparently saw enough out of their quarterbacks, Brock Osweiler and Tom Savage. They are keeping their jobs. Uh, You know, in Denver, Paxton Lynch is coming back to health. Maybe he'll be an option in a week or two. Also, for all those who are going to ask me, and I know someone's going to ask me, I thought it was funny last week. I had a caller, even after I said I knew it was going to happen, try to poke the bear and get speeds all riled up. So I'm going to you know, do my due diligence here and let everybody know that Josh Gordon is scheduled to report to uh, the team facility tomorrow. But still, he's not going to be able to play until they say something like week 13. As you know, I do not trust him. However, somebody I might trust later on in the fantasy playoffs is Teddy Bridgewater. And it's said that he might be activated this week by the Minnesota Vikings. He likely won't start this week. It'll probably be Case Keenum for a little while longer. But you got Teddy Bridgewater waiting in the wings. And I think that could be very, very interesting. All right, let's talk about week nine. I've I've mentioned it already. To me, the headline is that it was pretty much fight week. I mean, A.J. Green with the rear choke. That was surprising. A.J. Green is one of these wide receivers that are kind of calm, cool, collected, not the diva type like the Odell Beckhams or the Antonio Browns. You very rarely hear this kind of stuff around A.J. Green. I think it was very interesting myself. Listen, also, Jalen Ramsey apparently is starting to have this reputation. He gets under the skin of opposing wide receivers. Another reason that he just caught the cat scratch fever, as my BFF friends would like to say. I think this Jacksonville defense is really making a stand, and they're trying to actually, I think, prove a point saying they are the new meanest guys on the AFC block as it comes to defense. Maybe it's not the Houston Texans anymore. After all, with the loss of J.J. Watt, with the loss of Whitney Merciless, it looks like the Jaguars are reveling in being these kind of Saxonville bad boys. So I uh, I think, you know, Jalen Ramsey just getting into the skin of A.J. Green kind of just adds to that narrative. Now they have another kind of, you know, highlight thing that they could put on their resume this year as a defense. Not only are they, you know, sacking quarterbacks 10-plus times, not only are they picking off Ben Roethlisberger five times, they are getting A.J. Green out of his mindset enough to do something that got himself ejected of a game. I think it's very interesting what these Jags are doing. In the other fight, though, let me tell you something right now. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a bunch of punks, yo. I'm telling you, I've always said to fade the team that was on 
on Hard Knocks, okay? This whole episode, or this whole season of Hard Knocks was built as Jameis Winston being a leader. Oh my God, Jameis Winston is so important. You saw how Gerald McCoy was saying how important Jameis Winston is, how he was ready and mature to be a leader. No, he is not, okay? I'm sorry that he's hurt, okay? The shoulder injury is one thing. But if you're hurt, what are you doing running out onto the field, poking in the helmet of someone on the opponent, you know, one of your opponents, Marshawn Lattimore, instigating a fight? That is not leadership captain, quarterback, face of the franchise behavior. It's just not. When is Jameis going to learn? We saw this in college, you know, standing up on the cafeteria tables with the lobster, you know, with the crab legs. We saw all of this already. Everyone thought because we saw Hard Knocks, that he was taking a step forward. This does not look like he's taking a step forward in leadership. This looks like he's going down, to be quite honest, the Cam Newton path of quarterback leadership, and I don't think that is the one he should go with. To be quite honest, I also think that Dirk Cutter is losing this team. We talk about how Ben McAdoo is losing the New York Giants. I think Dirk Cutter is losing this team. They were primed and ready to take a step. They were everybody's darling, and they continue to defecate the mattress. They continue to show that they are not ready defensively, do not have the maturity or the experience. I know they had their bye week one. I don't care. This was, everyone was supposed to be primed and ready to go for this year. Dirk Cutter's seat is getting a little bit warm. And you want to know what else? Watch your boy John Gruden. Watch your boy John Gruden over there. He actually said on Monday Night Football last week that he misses coaching. He says that he draws up a playbook and just has no one to give it to. He went into the Tampa Bay office offices on Hard Knocks and was received as a welcoming, conquering hero. I would be concerned if I was Dirk Cutter for my job, and I would be concerned if I was Jameis Winston for my, you know, the narrative around me. It was absolutely insane that he would instigate that fight. I'm glad Mike Evans got suspended. I think Jameis Winston needs to take a long, hard look at what leadership should, in fact, look like. Also, I mean, Carlos Hyde coming to the defense of his quarterback and getting ejected. You had this after a week where Leonard Fournette is a surprise de- uh, deactivated right on Sunday because he missed a team meeting. I think there could be more behind that. Let me tell you something. These millennials need to figure out how to be professionals in the National Football League. And the other thing is, when we're talking about you know the grand narrative that's out there right now about when owners can say, quote-unquote, like, oh, we can't have the prisoners running the asylum Well, this is not a good look to be looking not professional, not contained, not like actually playing the right way, worried about social media beef, worried about your Instagram, you know, likes. I think this is a problem, but I digress. I'm going to stop before someone talks about me getting off their lawn. When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, what I got to do is I got to tell you about the things that I got right in week nine. And there are a couple of called shots by your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. But I also got to admit who put it in my eye in week nine. And there are a couple of older running backs that did that as well. And then what we're going to do is we're going to open up the phone lines when we come back. The number to call is 844-843-6879. When we come Come back. We're going to open up the phone lines and see if you want to chop it up with me about fading the Tampa Bay Bucks and about, uh, you know, some of these calls that I got right. Come on back. It's the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas. These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. They're due to break out, just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app, FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You got the spitting statistician holding you down from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like I said, I want to uh, first go, you know, hold myself accountable, and then we're going to go to the phone lines right here. There were some things I definitely got right going into week nine. First of all, when people were calling in all week and they needed a fill-in starter at quarterback, I told them that the place to go was Jared Goff. I told you I like Jared Goff against the New York Giants defense without Jack Rabbit, who was suspended, and I told you that that was the move. He had 311 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, picked apart the G-men, including some bombs to Sammy Watkins, got lucky with Robert Woods taking one to the house. The Rams look good. We're going to talk about them a little bit later on as well. In DFS, I kind of held you down. I told you that the price on T.Y. Hilton was too low. I told you to put them in my lineup when we did that show on Friday with my man Chris, the analyst Ventra. T.Y. popped off as the number one player in the NFL for week nine. Five catches, 175 yards, and two touchdowns. I gave you Jared Goff. I gave you T.Y. Hilton. I also told you it could be a value to catch a little bit of a case of VD this week and then Vernon Davis responded with six catches and 72 yards to lead his team. I also told you that as it related to you know, after the Deshaun Watson injury where we played Young Kaz, the effect. I'm sorry, Miss Watson. Woo! I told you that DeAndre Hopkins would still get his, but that Will Fuller, no so much. That's what I told you in response. DeAndre Hopkins still had six catches for 82 yards and a touchdown, albeit in garbage time. But Fuller did not get going. Only two catches for 32 yards for Will Fuller. I told you about that. I also told you that as it related to the Miami. Miami running back situation after the Jay Ajayi trade. I told you that everyone was on Kenyon Drake, but I was kind of on Damian Williams instead. Their yardage and catches were about the same. Okay. Uh, Drake actually outgained uh, Damian Williams, but Damian Williams is the one who got in the end zone. Damian Williams is the one that it looks like the Dolphins. Uh, believe in in pass protection and Kenyon Drake fumbled the ball okay I would still rather have and this is in PPR formats I would still rather have the Damian Williams side of this timeshare I know Kenyon Drake he looked like he had more juice he looked like he had more spunk and more wiggle but they use Damian Williams in passing downs and they trust Damian Williams I think better with his hands 
end with pass protection. So I think that's important. And also, check this out. These young running backs continue. I've told you that this is the time of the year where the timeshare is starting to go. Check this out. Devontae Booker, who I gave you, outgained the rest of the backs in Denver. Didn't put on a big show or anything, but did more than C.J. Anderson, did more than Jamal Williams. I told you about Alvin Simon and Theodore Kamara. I told you about this guy. He had the third best high, uh, point total in the NFL this week behind, I believe, only Jared Goff and T.Y. Hilton. He is going to continue to ascend along with Mark Ingram. That's why I call them so fresh and so clean. I think it's now officially Derrick Henry's time with DeMarco Murray banged up again. He has a knee injury added to all the, uh, you know, aggregate injuries that are compiling on for DeMarco Murray. I told you about Dante Foreman. He had one more carry than Lamar Miller. I think he's going to get more and more opportunity once they realize that Tom Savage is not going to be able to move the ball through the air. All right, So these are all some of these younger running backs that, like I said, whether it's after the bye, towards the end of the season with a team that is falling out of it, they are going to start to get more and more opportunity. On the flip side, listen, there are some running backs that just put it in my eye, and they're the older running backs for the most part. I was off Adrian Peterson. He had 37 carries for 157 yards. Put it in my eye. I acknowledge that. Jay Ajayi, I was off him for the first week of this new like three-person committee. They were saying limited opportunity. He got limited opportunity. He had eight rushes, but he took them for 77 yards and a long touchdown run. And also, I was wrong as it relates to Beast Mode, okay? Beast Mode got back into the end zone twice on Sunday night football so these older running backs were certainly doing it to me in in week nine I also got to tell you though these second year quarterbacks Carson Wentz and Jared Goff are really something that everyone needs to start paying attention to they are both taking their step forward they are now the number one and two teams in the NFC they are the only teams in the NFL with a plus hundred point point differential and that's really a true measure they are both outscoring their opponents by more than a hundred points the only two teams in the NFL to do that they both put up a 50 spot against their opponents last week and here's the thing they are being efficient they are not these volume throwers now that have bad offensive lines that have no run game they have a run game they have an offensive line they are both turning into these kind of offenses I call like the sum is greater than their parts in in LA you don't know if it's cup or woods or Watkins or Gurley in Philly you don't know if it's Ertz or Aguilar or you know Alshon or the running backs that's what they're doing they are both incredibly efficient they're throwing for four touchdowns but they're doing it with less pass attempts than some of these volume throwers like what we're seeing out of Eli Manning like what we're seeing now to be quite honest out of Matt Ryan even in Atlanta like we were seeing with Carson Palmer earlier okay so I really like what these guys are doing let me tell you something right now Carson Wentz is QB1 one. 23 touchdowns, only five interceptions. Jared Goff is QB 10. He's got 13 touchdowns, make it 14 with a rushing TD and only four interceptions. Contrast that with the guy that I'm lambasting early in the show, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, 10 touchdowns, six interceptions. They lack an identity in Tampa. Like I said, Dirk Cutter, that seat might be getting warm for you. All right, that was a little bit of a recap what I saw in week six. Let's... um. 
Let's open up the phones. Let's open up the phones here. All right, we're gonna start. We're gonna start uh, here on the fantasy freestyle tonight, dropping stats over beats. We got some callers that want to get at speeds, talk about what we got right, what we got wrong, what we're gonna do looking ahead to Week Ten, and what we think about Monday Night Football. Let's open up the show, Garrett in Louisiana. Hey, Garrett, you're in Louisiana. You're dropping stats over beats, man. Those Saints look good. Ingram and Kamara are becoming a tandem that's letting the Saints sustain drives, letting their defense rest. They're becoming opportunistic, and if they're playing average and turning the ball over, I like the Saints in that NFC South. Hey, Garrett in Louisiana, what's going on with you here? You're on the Fantasy Freestyle. Hey, what's up, Speeds? Who that? Who that said they're going to beat them Saints? Nobody. (laughs) What's going on, man? I picked up Kamara a couple of weeks ago for Jameis Winston and Buck Allen. I feel fantastic Perfect. About that. I like that. He's going to continue. But, uh, you can actually start Kamara and Mark Ingram almost, like if you had them both. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I'm kind of in a weird spot, though. I'm 5-4. I'm and four. I had a 4 on Wall Street, but thanks to you and the guys at the show, uh, the guys on the network, bounce back, 5-4, and four, most points in the league, getting 100 points every week. Get it. Uh, in the standard. But – I'm starting to worry a little bit. What you got? Uh, first worry is Kirk Cousins. I know it's Seattle, but that O-line is worrying me. I don't know if I need to make a move. There's a couple guys that have two good quarterbacks on their teams making a move for maybe one of their seconds, like a Dak Prescott or something. And my wide receivers. I thought I had two top five guys in Nelson and Hopkins, and now what? I got like five wide receiver twos. I'll be playing darts every week set my lineup. So I got Hopkins, Nelson, Parker, Cooper, Funches and Davis, uh, and they all kind of in that same range. Don't need yeah. to make a move for a real stud. Um, so here's what I was saying. Thanks for the call, Garrett. I really appreciate that. Kirk Cousins is going to be okay. Kirk Cousins is like here's the beauty of it. Kirk Cousins is one of those quarterbacks that's a volume thrower. He, the best part about Garrett is uh, the re- the Washington football team can't run the ball. You know, so Kirk Cousins is going to continue to throw. You mentioned Dak Prescott. Listen, Dak Prescott is a top five quarterback moving forward, okay? Especially because of what he can do in the run game. If you can get a guy like Dak, sure, go right ahead. I just don't think it's gonna you're going to be able to get him from the Dak owner, okay? But I'm okay with Kirk Cousins, okay? I, I don't think he's a big-time problem. As to your wide receiver concerns, that's where I think you have the issue, okay? DeAndre Hopkins is still someone you got to start on a week-to-week basis. I also like what Devin Funches is doing recently, so I'm starting Hopkins and Funches week in, week out, no matter what. Jordy Nelson, I really want to see if he looks even better today after the bye, after some time with Hundley, and then I have Cooper and Davis behind them. If you want, what you can do is you can try to dangle a guy in trade like Amari Cooper or Corey Davis and see if you could package that with someone to get that quarterback that you want. But I would not have it be DeAndre Hopkins. I would not have it be Devin Funches. And I have a sneaky feeling that Jordy Nelson's going to be doing all right moving forward as well. But thanks for the call, Garrett. We go to my man, friend of the show, Pete in Staten Island. Dilly dilly! Pete, what's going on? You're on the fantasy freestyle again how is it going this week how was your week nine uh, i was uh it was okay except for uh oh let me see Blair walsh who got a zero for me with kicking yeah he missed, he missed a bunch uh, of Devante, kicks yeah, yeah Devontae booker i have to have him had to have him on my lineup but i did make a trade this morning you know i've been looking to get rid of dez for a couple of weeks, right? Right. So finally, I pushed the button this morning. What are you getting I don't back? know if I panicked or not. Okay, Javarius Allen and Marlon Mack for Dez. Um, here's the here's the thing. Ah. Uh... 
I like Dez better than these guys, especially if Zeke is going to miss any time, then that offense is going to go through Dez. And here's the problem, Pete. What you got to know about Buck Allen is that Danny Woodhead is coming back for the Ravens in about two weeks, and then he's going to be in that passing down back role over Buck Allen. I ultimately think when you're in the fantasy fantasy playoffs, it's going to be Alex Collins and Danny Woodhead. I'm worried about Buck Allen moving forward because of the return of Danny Woodhead, Pete. You got to check that out, okay? and then get back to me later on in the week. I know you. I heard you just say you forgot about that. Danny Woodhead could be a problem as it relates to your Buck Allen. I actually like the dead side, but call me back later in the week. We'll see what's up. All right, when we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, we're up against the break. When we come back, I see you, Chris in New Jersey. I see you, Carlos in Maryland, and I see my man, Taco in Alabama. We're going to chop it up with all those guys, and then we're also going to get my Monday night football preview as the Lions take on the pack at Lambeau Field. It's by Dane Martinez, Nespies, the spitting statistician. We're dropping stats over beats right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is. It's the Fantasy Freestyle, you heard? Come on right back. We're going to get to these callers. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Yo, that kid is nice. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Peas, the spitting statistician, right back on the Fantasy Freestyle. Let me tell you something. Hey, yo, Bavona, you know how much I love the hashtag StatsOverBeats Cypher. We're building a real community here on the Fantasy Freestyle. I got to tell you, check this out, Bavona. On Friday, or for me, on Saturday morning, I got hit up. I got hit up by Christian Koch, okay? And he told me that he uh, really appreciated the Friday show. He is in Denmark. He lives in Denmark. The Fantasy Freestyle comes on live at midnight over there in Denmark. Says he makes it a nightly routine to listen to me, and I was really honored because out there in Denmark, you're, you're a Dane. If you're out there in Denmark, so, you know, the great, great, the great Dane, Dane Martinez out there in Denmark. It just speaks to the fact, Bavona, that the uh, Fantasy Freestyle and the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, uh, our cipher is worldwide, huh, Bavona? How does that feel? Man, we, got, we just got to be global. Yep. We, we're not thinking locally. We are acting globally. Yeah, and I think it's incredible. I've been hit up on Twitter so far from Denmark, from New Zealand, you know, from places in Europe, and it really, uh, it really is uh, amazing. Thanks to everybody for the love and support. You know, like it on YouTube. Give me a five-star rating. Write a review. You know, tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's plug in right now to the Stats Over Beat Cypher and open up the phone lines and go back to them at 844-843-6879. Up next on the Fantasy Freestyle today is Chris in New Jersey. Chris is in New Jersey. It sounds like he wants to talk about Corey Davis, the hyped rookie who came back and uh, was like, okay, I guess, but didn't really deliver necessarily. Chris, you're on the Fantasy Freestyle. Hey, man, how you doing tonight? What's going on? I'm all right. Good, man, good. So I'm wondering, what are your thoughts on Corey Davis going forward? I know he had that really great week one. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, they have a really talented receiving core. I'm just hoping that he can get the kind of touches he needs going forwards. What are your thoughts? Yeah, thanks for the call, Chris. I really appreciate that. I um, I agree with you. Listen, the skill set is there. Corey Davis, you know, uh, the inputs are there. He is a stud in terms of his frame, in terms of his route running, in terms of his hands. The thing is, some of the points you mentioned, Chris, they now all of a sudden have, you know, a lot of options in Tennessee. You saw Richard Matthews get a touchdown yesterday. You saw Eric Decker get in the end zone yesterday. You saw Delaney Walker come back and be productive. And here's the thing. Their team name is Exotic Smash Mouth, right? So you know they still want to win by running the ball. I love Corey Davis, but I don't think he's going to be a week-to-week like wide receiver two or three. I think he is a flex play at best right now, but I do think as the year goes on, he will get more and more targets, so I certainly would not drop him. I think there's production coming for you in the fantasy playoffs with a guy like Corey Davis, and by that time, he will leapfrog both Eric Decker and Richard Matthews, in my opinion. Up next on the fantasy freestyle is Carlos in Maryland. Carlos in Maryland wants to talk about a wide receiver that has had a bye last week over there for the Los Angeles, not San Diego Superchargers. Carlos in Maryland, you're dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle. What's up? Did we lose Carlos there, Chris? Hello? Hey, what's going on, Carlos? Hey, what's up, Speaks? I love the Tampa Bay Rams. Thanks, thanks. To be honest, it's not like that wasn't even in my rundown. The only thing that was in my rundown was fade the hard knocks team. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's crazy how the whole narrative was about how Jameis Winston was going to be such a leader. And then he's like getting hurt and then sticking his literally sticking his fingers in the opponent helmet to, you know, incite a fight. It's absolutely ridiculous. But don't worry about that. I appreciate the love, Carlos. What you got? How can we help you moving forward? All right, I got two quick questions. I'm six and three. Nice. I just lost yesterday because of the Ty Hilton incident. Mm. All right. Is Keenan Allen tradable? Is he tradable? I mean, what are you trying to get back? I mean, Keenan Allen, sure, anybody's tradable, though, Carlos. That's the thing. Anybody's tradable. But I will say this. Keenan Allen is someone he's, you know, you had his bye week already. I think for the, you know, for the rest of the weeks moving forward, I actually like the Chargers' pass matchups for a lot of those games, I do believe. And, like, he's a serviceable wide receiver 2-3, in my opinion. Why are you try- What are you trying to get for Keenan Allen? I mean, he's been slumping for, like, four weeks. Yeah, but the and thing... Go ahead. Came across- he's been slumping for about four weeks, and, you know, every game is big right now. Absolutely. And I was thinking about trying to go after uh, uh, Fratry. Sure. I mean, Crabtree, they're in the same vein, to be quite honest. I think they're in the same vein. Crabtree is a – I put both Keenan Allen and Crabtree in that kind of like – pretty reliable category of wide receivers too. Now, I understand Keenan Allen his last 3 games, you know, 45 yards, 41 yards, 61 yards. But here's the thing you really got to look at, my man. His targets have still been there. You know, every week, weeks 1 through 6, the lowest targets he got was 9 targets. You know, you got to think that he's going to be there. Those other weeks that you know, he was facing the Denver Broncos, that's a bad, you know, that's a good secondary. I, you know, here's the thing. 
Keenan Allen is going to maybe have a down week in Week 10 facing that catch-scratch fever, but the rest of the matchups I really like for Keenan Allen moving forward between Buffalo, Dallas, and then in the fantasy playoffs he gets Kansas City, he gets the Jets. Those are decent matchups. If your team is doing good, I actually think you need to continue to ride with Keenan Allen. I would not look to shop him just yet. I think he's a serviceable wide receiver 2-3. I understand he hasn't popped in the last three weeks, but the target share has still been there. Carlos, so I would stay put as it relates to Keenan Allen. Up next on the Fantasy Freestyle is Sam in Virginia. Hey, Sam, you're uh, you're on the Fantasy Freestyle, dropping stats over beats. How can we help? Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. What's going on? Okay, so one question. Um, if Zeke does get suspended, do you think I can ride Le'Veon Bell and Alvin Kamara out every week? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially, Sam, is this PPR a standard you're talking about? It's PPR. Yeah, and PPR, absolutely. Okay, Sam, listen, Le'Veon Bell is my number one running back rest of the season in PPR. Okay, number one. So, yes. And then when you talk about uh, Alvin Kamara, you saw what Alvin Kamara did uh, yesterday. You know, a touchdown in the run game, a touchdown in the receiving game. That Saints offense is doing big things. I actually see also Alvin Kamara in PPR settings as a top 10 running back rest of season. I actually, if I were you, to be quite honest, Sam, I would almost look to try to trade Zeke Elliott for someone because you absolutely can run out Lev Bell and Alvin Kamara, okay? I would try to get what you can for Zeke now when you still can. I definitely love a Lev Bell and Alvin Kamara tandem in PPR uh, formats moving forward. Up next on the Fantasy Freestyle, a true friend of the show, Dilly Dilly. It is Taco and Bama. Taco, what's going on, my friend? Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly, how you feeling? Man, I'm good. Uh, Six and two so far. I need like 14 points out of you know i play in an idp league yeah so i need four i need i need like a pick six out of ha ha clinton dicks tonight well it's but, possible stafford does turn the ball over <laughs> listen man i'm in the same boat i was six and two yeah. going into this week looks like i'm gonna take a big l in my biggest home league making me six and three but still very much in playoff position so we all good taco what's up same here and also points leader so oh uh, you're in good shape you're in good shape but uh my biggest question for you is uh, I've got Devontae Freeman and yeah. Bream, uh, and I, I'm looking to possibly trade one. I'm wondering which one you think, and also uh, possibly looking to trade Kirk Cousins. Uh, I, I'm not as big a fan of his playoff matchups mm. as I am Derek Carr's. Okay. And – just, just wondering your thoughts on that. And, and before you say anything, uh, I'm glad I got to call in tonight. We've been working late, past week or so, uh-huh. and been listening, but haven't been able to call. I'm in. glad that you got so. in as well, Taco. You're always welcome. Listen, I like what you're talking about. Uh, the Kirk Cousins playoff matchups don't scare me. Uh, week 16 is a problem with Denver. But I'm not mad at Arizona or the Chargers weeks 14 and 15. I understand that week 16 against Denver could be a problem. But Kirk Cousins is one of these volume throwers. I will tell you, though, Taco, it may be time to see what you could get for Devontae Freeman. If you could flip him and you could get a real, like an ascending RB, an RB2 somewhere that's on the right, on the come, I do think, listen, 
I don't think they have it figured out in Atlanta, and unfortunately, um, it could be time. But don't sell him for pennies on the dollar. A lot of people want to sell Freeman. Don't sell him for pennies on the dollar because he's got, like, the Saints twice still. He's got Carolina in the Dome still. So the matchups are okay, but I understand your thinking. It may be time to cut bait on a guy like Devontae Freeman because Sarkeesian, their offensive coordinator, does not know what is going on over there. Um, last up today... On the Fantasy Freestyle, our last caller is Roland in Dallas. Roland, Roland, you are on the Fantasy Freestyle. How can I help you moving forward? Thanks for taking my call, and I love your show, brother. Anytime. I appreciate the love. How can we help? Okay. I have Tom Brady, a quarterback, right now, but I hate the matchup. The matchup. Against Denver next week? I, yeah, against Denver. I was wondering if I should take Josh McCown on on the waiver wire, him or uh, Eli Manning? Um, listen, I you know you're not crazy, you're not crazy, and I like Josh McCown's matchup next week against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Right, they've got Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay can be had via the pass game. Josh McCown has proved to be okay. So while I understand what you're saying, and I understand how Eli has the good matchup against San Francisco. I can't go against Tom Brady. You got to start Tom Brady week in, week out. That falls under the category for me, Roland, of not getting too cute, man. You know, because here's what's what would you hate more? If Josh McCown had like does pretty much what Tom Brady does, because it's not like Josh McCown's going to throw for like four touchdowns and 350 yards, you know? He might outscore Tom Brady by like three points. Or would it be that you leave Tom Brady on your bench and he pops off? Carson Wentz hit him for four touchdowns yesterday. I think Tom Brady can too, Roland. I understand your thinking, but don't get too cute. When we come back, I give you my preview of Monday Night Football, and we talk about this trivia contest to get you tickets to the big game where Justin Timberlake is the halftime show. Thanks to everybody who called into the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds. Come on right back. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Freestyle. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a bunch of punks, yo. Well, this whole season of Hard Knocks was built as Jameis Winston being a leader. No, he is not, okay? What are you doing running out onto the field, poking in the helmet of one of your opponents, instigating a fight? That is not leadership, captain, quarterback, face of the franchise behavior. Jameis Winston needs to take a long, hard look at what leadership should, in fact, look like. Weekdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. You know what it is. We dropping stats over beats here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout out to my last two callers, okay? Um, Roland over there in Dallas talked about how much he liked the Derek Carr matchups in the playoffs. So I went and checked in the break. And, yo, Roland is right. At Kansas City, home for Dallas, at Philadelphia, all three of those teams bottom 10 in the secondary against quarterbacks. The only thing that would cause me pause, Roland and anybody else out there, is two of those three games are on the road. Bad things happen when you go to Philadelphia on that grass. Bad things happen when you go to Arrowhead. But I do agree with you. The matchups for Derek Carr look incredible. And then also, Taco, my man, who's looking to sell... Devontae Freeman, do me a favor. Don't sell for pennies on the dollar, okay? If they figure it out and decide who could be their lead dog, 
I still believe it could be Devontae Freeman, but something is definitely going on in Atlanta. Steve Sarkeesian has not figured it out. I told you about my Monday night football preview. I like the Lions tonight. I do not think Brett Hundley has enough to raise all boats. I think you know he's going to look a little bit better than he did in his first outing against the Saints, but I like Matthew Stafford and this Lions offense and Jim Bob Cooter to attack this Green Bay Packers defense. I think they could put up 28, 30 kind of points. I don't think the Packers get above 20. Call it 27-20 Detroit for me. So that means I am laying the points with the home dogs. You know that's something I don't usually do. My diamond today is Golden Tate. I think Golden Tate is one of the, like Dougie Baldwin, one of the most undervalued and underrated wide receivers in the NFL. Diamond in the rough is Golden Tate today. 26th against wide receivers is that Green Bay Packers defense, okay? So I like that. If... um. You want a fugazi for today? For me, it's Devontae Adams. I think he's the biggest beneficiary of having Aaron Rodgers. He's the touchdown-dependent kind of guy. He had a little bit of a bond, a familiarity, a chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. And if he doesn't get into the end zone, I don't think Devontae Adams is worth your roster, your starting roster spot, shall I say. So I'm going to have Tate as my diamond. I'm going to have Devontae Adams as my fugazi. Remember I tell you about the Monday Night Football trick. There's some guys you could use it on. This week, Ty Montgomery is only owned in 76, 76% of leagues. That means a quarter of you right now watching a game are in a league where you can grab Ty Montgomery right now. I would do that. If you could, I think Ty Montgomery gets more and more of the opportunity. I think this is a regular committee. I don't think this is Aaron Jones's job. I think this is a committee, and I think Ty Montgomery has the PPR part of that committee. So I actually believe that Ty Montgomery is valuable. He's available in a quarter of leagues. Also, Theo Riddick. Theo Riddick is only owned in 41% of leagues. If you are in a PPR format, you need to find out if Theo Riddick is available in your league. But I do, in fact, like the Detroit Lions tonight. Like I said, call it 27-20 up there in Lambeau Field. Also, as you guys know, we're doing this promotion with DKMS to help the fight against blood cancer. You could register to be a bone marrow donor, to be a blood stem cell donor. Okay, it's really great. And remember, we're going to be doing these trivia contests this week on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on Wednesday, it's on Roto Experts in the Morning. On Thursday, it's on The Frenzy with Corey Parson. On Friday, it'll be on On Target Fantasy. All you got to do is call in when they open up the contest, answer four questions right in a row of progressive difficulty, and you will win tickets for two up there to the big game in February where Justin Timberlake is the halftime performer. Like I said, though, we got some poll questions up as well on Twitter. A lot of people say the Bucks started with their fugazis this week. They really hurt them. Robert Woods was a popular diamond in the rough. Remember, I told you about Jared Goff. Tomorrow's show, we're going to give you my hot waiver wire ad. There wasn't a lot of big injuries. So we're going to be digging in the crates for some of those. And we're also, you know, should you spend your fab budget or not? And we're also going to be, uh, you know, looking back on Monday Night Football. And we'll have more of your calls at 844-843-6879. Thanks to the Fantasy Freestyle Cypher. The brand is strong. Big shout out to my man Christian Koch over there down in Denmark. I'm the great Dane that he listens to on Friday night. We worldwide on Stats Over Beat Cypher. You know what it is. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hope you get what you need tonight to get that W. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.